tonight we're going to be talking about a lot of things that are related to forecasting and Q4, Q1, and Q3, uh, two forecasting. What that means, guys, is that we're going to look at the tea leaves tonight. We're going to see if the results of Q1, I'm sorry, Q4, FY uh, 2022, Q1 of FY 2023, and Q2 of FY 23. We're going to take a look and see if we can see where the where we're going to be with the market in that time. And then also, we're going to look at some numbers. We're going to look at the numbers that are um, the Fed chair put out his forecast. And then also, we just got fresh data in. Fresh data in from National Association of Realtors. I just reviewed it. And I'm going to give you guys a little glimpse, a little glimpse of what I see a 15-year real estate professional, broker, multi-million dollar producer, what I see when I look at those numbers. I'm going to give you a little glimpse of the back, looking at the back and see if we can, we can see through the tea leaves and see what the market will be doing in a year, half a year, a year from now. So I got to tell you guys something. I looked at the numbers, guys. I looked at the numbers. And you know what it reminds me of? You know, the topic of the show, you read the thumbnail, it says winter is coming. And when I looked at those numbers, that's what I, th I saw. You know, I remember, you guys remember that Game of Thrones a uh, show that was on HBO. It was, uh, I guess it was on a couple of seasons, a couple of four or five seasons. And in that Game of Thrones show, they talked about Ned Stark would always say, winter is coming. Winter is coming. And I never really thought about what, you know, what that really means. What it meant was, is that, you know, not good things are happening, guys. I hate to say it, but looking at these numbers, not good things are happening. And I think back, I think back to that 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 show, Game of Thrones. You know, it 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 was a wildly popular show. It was, you know, it did forty four point two million dollars per season. It averaged for across the the seven seasons or so that it was on air. And 44 million, I'm sorry, 44.2 million views, views, no telling how many millions of dollars that it, it produced. But I think back and I think back the, you know, I remember the, the famous characters of the show. I remember Jon Snow. You know, he couldn't kill that brother. That brother, you know, came back from the dead and said, oh, I'm still here. I'm still here. I remember Jon Snow. I remember Jamie Lannister. You know, he. Until he had his hand cut off, he was a man. He was a man. I remember Tyrone Lannister was always managed to squeeze out of things. You know, he was always managed to, to outwit just about everybody, just about everybody on the show. I remember, you know, one of my favorite characters was the faceless. Uh-oh, hold on a second, guys.
Sorry about that. I'm I'm um, receiving a call. Give me one second. I remember the faceless uh, guy who was who was uh, part of the uh, the assassin. The, the, you know. They call him the faceless man. He was uh, Jane uh, Jacqueline Hagar. He was one of my favorite characters. He was one of the characters that, you know, didn't quite fit in with the show. He was always kind of outside of everything, but he was uh, an agent of death. So the faceless man was one of my favorite, favorite uh, characters of the Game of Thrones. And then, of course, you, get, you can't have a, a Game of Thrones without Arya Stark. She, you know, we covered her from when she was a, a kid all the way up to when she was the hero of the show, I'm not going to give it to you just just in case you you haven't seen Game of Thrones. Uh, I'm not going to cover that. Uh, we, um, I, I tell you, it was a great, a great, great, great show. I did, I caught it. I guess I was a fan around the second or third uh, season when I really started paying a lot of attention to. But the main guy, one of the main guys of the show, was Ned Stark. Ned Stark was the one that always would say, no matter what, you know, winter is coming. Winter is coming. And as I look at these numbers, that's what I think about. I think about, you know, how something is, is, is not good. It's not good. I, I, can't, I can't see it any other way. Uh, you have not such a good forecast. So it started in probably the end of the third quarter, FY22. It's continuing on in fourth quarter. And you have a lot of things that's kind of starting to converge. And what can I say? In fact, let's hear what the Fed chair says. Let's see what Chairman Powell said. And then we're going to come back and see if we can... Look through these tea leaves. You're going to hear directly from his mouth. All right, so I, I, I'm told that there is the sound is low. I'm going to work on that, and I'm, I'm going to bring the Fed chair back and so you can hear it directly from 
from his mouth. And basically what he was saying is, is that the starts, housing th starts are uh, and, and housing inflation overall is stubbornly high. Uh, we're going to pull up that interview and go back to it and see what he's, you know, give him his due, give him his time and, and see if we can go ahead and, and see what he's going to be saying. But <clears throat> let's go to the numbers. Let's go to the numbers. I'm going to pull them down and we're going to take a look at these numbers. And you're going to see what I see, which is mm, could be better, guys. It definitely could be better. Now, take a look at this and you would see that. Can you guys see that? Is it large enough for you guys? Let me see if I can increase it here a little bit here for you. Let's see if I can expand this a little bit. Now, these are fresh numbers, fresh numbers directly from National Association of Realtors. This is what we as real estate professionals receive. Uh, this is October. And you can see from the chart that October sales, this is the sales in October nationwide, was 4.43 million units. That's was homes that are units that were sold. Uh, most of these units, units are single family homes. Uh, the median price was 379,100 with a housing starts this is the uh, when you pull a permit or actually start start on a home but most of these times are most of these uh, numbers are, are permits that are pulled and start actually going uh, going um uh vertical is one million four hundred twenty five thousand and then new home sales in september was six hundred and three thousand homes now, that doesn't seem so bad, you know, but we have to put it in context. We have to put the, those numbers in context to see what happened year over year, you know, what happened in previous months. You can't just look at, at some numbers out of context. So if we look at those numbers in context, we come to this chart. Now, this chart here that I'm pulling up to the stream is a, a chart that, again, the National Association of Realtors put out. It is a chart that uh, we as real estate agents look at on a, on a you know, monthly basis when it comes out, if not more, and we can start forecasting from that. Now, if you're looking at this chart, you will see that we have the total home, home sales. This is highlighted by the previous chart, and so this is not really new information. Four million four hundred and uh, four four million four hundred thirty thousand. We already stated that the median home in, um, home price is three hundred seventy nine thousand one hundred. Now, here's something that's new. Here's something that is new. 
if you look at the numbers down here at the bottom, you would see uh, along the horizontal axis, you would see that in October 2021, the existing sales median price index is, is, is percentage change year over year was at 13.7%. But look at where we are this time, 6.6%, 6.6%. Big difference year over year. Total existing home sales, percentage change year over the year. So if you look again, October 2010, uh, October 2021, you have 5.9%. And in October 22, you have 28 point negative, sorry, 28.4%. Total existing home sales. Realtor Inventory Confidence Index Survey. Again, if you look at the, here's what we're looking for is really the days on the market. This is the first time um, we talked about first time home buyers or, or actually let's cover it all. Uh, first time home buyers, you're looking at October is in the darker um, color and then uh, October 22 and then October 21. Uh, FY21 is in the lighter color. So you see first time home buyers, 28 to 29. Sales to investors, you have a, a, a downtick a little bit there for this year. Cash sales, now cash sales are up. You have uh, two percentage points up. Not much distressed properties, but here's what I, this is the big one here, guys. Days on the market. The days on the market has increased from uh, in FY uh, 2022, October 2022, uh, as compared to last year, October 2021. The average days on the market is 21 days versus 18 days. 21 days versus 18 days. What does that mean? Well, what it means is, is that the homes are sitting on the market a little bit more, which means that they're not as desirable, means that they're not as desirable. So let's look at some more information. Remember that piece there. Existing home sales by region. Most of the homes is being sold in the south. You have the at 24, I'm 45%. The West, 18%, Northeast, 13%, and Midwest. But the South is, is selling uh, most of the, the existing home sales is in the South. Sales by price range, as you can see, the South is uh, 25, I'm sorry, the, the largest share is in the two hundred fifty to five hundred thousand dollar range, forty eight percent of the homes sold. You look at uh, half a million to seven hundred fifty thousand, nineteen percent, seven fifty to a million. You're looking at seven percent, a mill or above. You're looking at six percent, and then from um, zero to hundred k is some areas in um, maybe in Detroit or some other uh, depressed areas, as well as um, some cash homes. Remember, the cash price was 
higher than this year than last year. You're looking at only 5% that is sold under 100,000 and 100,000 to 250,000 is 15%. So those numbers are numbers that you want to kind of take a look at and see where are the homes being sold. Where are your sweet spot? Where are your sweet spot? That's what you want to look at. And the sweet spot is clearly homes being sold in the $250,000 to $500,000 range. That's the sweet spot. What does that mean for us, us investors? Well, it means that if you get a project and the project is in that two hundred fifty to $500,000 range, there's a really good chance that you are you have a buyer that is positioned to purchase that home. Now, remember, investors, and I'm talking strictly to the investors here, you want to buy low and sell at market value or just slightly plus or minus a little bit of the market value. But the key is you buy low. You make your, you make your profit in the buy, not the sale. So if you're buying a home at the right price and you position that home in the two fifty to five hundred thousand dollar inside again, this is depending on where you are. Of course, a five hundred thousand dollar home in California is probably just the dirt. I mean, you know, so you you definitely want to position your price point to where you are. Now, five hundred thousand dollar home, two hundred fifty thousand to five hundred thousand dollar home in the south. Well, that's a decent home, and most people can qualify for that. So that's again, that's where you want to what you want to think about as you look at this numbers, these numbers and what you uh, are your target, your target audience, that perfect client. If your perfect client is in that sweet spot, you have a good chance of selling that home for a good price. So, again, remember that. Percentage change of sales year over year. Okay, so here's what we have. If you look at it again, you have uh, this is from a year ago, and you see all of look all these negative numbers, guys. Across every price point, we have a negative number. That means that the sale of the home, as compared to a year ago, as compared to a year ago, is not looking great. Not looking great. Now, we talked about winter is coming. Those numbers should suggest that we're in a softening market. If you look at year over year, every price point was reduced. Now, if we know that we're in a softening market, what are some of the things that we can do as investors to offset that? We know it's softening. The Fed chair said that, hey, listen, housing, we got a problem. Rents are too high. Prices uh, uh, are starting to soften a little bit. And definitely interest rate. Interest rate are, is about what it is. In previous shows, I mentioned that 
the Fed chair, he will increase the uh, the the by several basis points uh, the interest rate. So you would expect that the interest rate is going to be somewhere around the where it is now, if not a little higher or a little lower. What that means is, is that we have to strategize for that. We have to strategize for that. If we know that we have these conditions, then we got to strategize for that. Now, I'm going to have a, a, this last piece of information to make my case. Now, I'm going to give you uh, some, some advice, some advanced warning that this is hardcore data. I'm going to break it down for you. But this is data that the Fed chair, serious investors will be looking at. This is the U.S. Economic Outlook, October 2022. Fresh data, guys. Fresh data. Now, not we don't need to worry about all of this. But there are some things that we, we want to look at. And the first thing is unemployment. I'm going to highlight this so you guys can see this line. No, maybe you can't see it. Now, if you can't see it, I'm going to give you the un uh, unemployment stats so that you can kind of um, take a look at it. Now, unemployment in 2021, third quarter, was at 5.1%. And let's just look at the overall unemployment, 5.1%, uh, Q3 of 2021. In Q3 of 2022, you're looking at the unemployment. According to this, has gone down. But if you look at the annual weight from 2020, uh, 2020, 2021, 2022, and what's forecasting for 2023, the unemployment rate is expected to get better. 2020 unemployment rate was 8.1% nationally. 2021, 5.1, 2022, 3.7, and then just a slight tick up forecast for 2023. So according to these numbers, unemployment rate, not that bad. Not that bad, but let's look at the mortgage. This is the next big one. Thirty-year fixed Q three twenty twenty one was two point nine percent. If you guys remember, you know that was historically historically low numbers. But let's look at Q three twenty twenty four. I'm sorry, twenty twenty two. You're looking at 5.9%, and Q4 is ticked up to 6.6%. 6.6%. Now, that's that's a number that we really, really want to take a look at because, oh, we got Trail here. Trail, thank you so much. Thank you for, so much for, for, uh, for uh, supporting. I appreciate you. Now, she is uh, does some real estate dab uh, dabbling also. So what we have is we have a situation where the unemployment is low, but the interest rate is high. 
the Fed has said that they plan on having a, mon- a policy that will reduce the unemployment or try to get that unemployment to around that 2% nationally. That's going to be kind of difficult for them to do, but they're going to use the tools that's in their toolbox to get there. So unemployment rate is another, uh, and interest rate are another two key indexes that a person would need to know when they are strategizing how they're going to invest in real estate today. Another one is we talked about this is the housing indi- uh, indicators. And basically we, we covered that. We covered that. We covered the medium home pricing. But one thing that I do want to point out when we look at the medium home prices, if you look at the medium home price for FY uh, Q3 FY21, you look at it somewhere around 306000 that has ticked up in for Q3 2023, I'm sorry, 2022 to 389,000 and went down 300 and to 376,000. So it went up last, last quarter and it went back down. Softening market, guys, is a softening market. Again, that is what I want to convey. When I say winter is coming, what I'm saying is, is that you have a softening market. Now, we have the numbers. Now, hopefully I have convinced you guys that we have a softening market. And I want to talk about each class, what you can do with that softening market. Buyers. You have a mixed bag here. You have lower prices for the homes, but you have high interest rates. So you have kind of a net net. If you need to buy, you should buy. Because if you're renting, even an average deal on a home is better than renting. So if you're a buyer, you need to buy. Now it's a good time to think about buying because we don't know what the interest rates are going to be doing in first quarter next year. We know that the Fed is going to be raising them in second quarter next year. Again, we don't know where they're going to be, but we know that the Fed himself said that the housing market is, is stubborn. Is stubborn. Hey, listen, we got Loretta in the house. Loretta's giving me some love. Thank you, Loretta. Appreciate you. Now, for sellers, if you are a seller, winter is no longer coming. Winter is here for you guys. Look, you should have sold last year in that third or fourth quarter last year. That's what's when, if you was a seller, you was at the height of your your powers. It was a seller's market. You had all those people that were having to buy homes with cash or well over the asking price. No contingencies. You know, it was, it was candyland for a seller. Now, not so much. You have a couple of choices if you are a seller. One, if you need to sell, you need to sell. Bite the bullet, you need to sell. But if you can kind of weather the storm, you don't need to sell. The only reason why you was thinking about selling is you wanted to maximize your home 
uh, prices, the home sales. You want to get the most value for your home. Those days, they're gone, and they may come back end of next year. According to the Fed chair, he doesn't know when they're coming back, but he is dedicated to doing whatever they can do to bring inflation down, bring interest rates down, increase the value of home, and so that end of next year, maybe, maybe the winter is over for you guys. Again, that's a seller. The last one is investors. Investors, Candyland. This was very similar to kind of the conditions, well, the, the, not necessarily the fundamental, fundamental conditions, but the fact that you have a softening market. In 2020, uh, 20, uh, 2008 and nine, where the housing prices is going down. Now, I do not, I do not. Expect that the we're going to hit the housing market is going to drop off the face of the earth like it did in in 2008, 9 and some of 2007. I do not expect that. I want to make sure that we're clear. But we from the numbers, we can see through the tea leaves. That we do have a softening market and it is an opportunity for us to look for deals that make sense. Look for deals that make sense. If there's a deal that comes across your desk where you can buy low and sell at market value, remember the market value for that home is going to be decreasing over time. But if you can get in and get out, hit it and quit it, make a profit, you might find some deals out there. You might find some deals out there. Now, hopefully... You took my, my advice from previous videos and, you know, you, you leveraged the property, your home pro property. You got a HELOC on your home or you refinance your home. So remember I told you to cash out. Remember I told you to start stacking that cash. The reason why I said that in Q1, 2, some Q3 this year is because you need to have a cash position when the market starts softening. So if you still have equity in your home or you have a group of fellows and you guys put your little money in, this guy put in a, you know, 10,000, this guy put in 20,000, this guy put in 100,000 and you got that little cash thing, you may be in a really good position to take advantage of this softening market. So in a nutshell, winter is coming. <laughs> Sellers, winter is here. But winter is coming, and for investors, you're looking at a really good opportunity to make some money in toward the end of Q4 and beginning of, of Q1 of FY23, 2023, and possibly Q2, FY 2023. That is your market update. As always, we hope that we provide information, but it is only my opinion. I'm a 15-year vet, been in the market 
multi-million dollar producer, broker, but it's still, it's only my opinion. Talk to your team. Talk to your family. Talk to your financial advisor. Find out the best way to take advantage of the opportunities that are in front of you. Buy low. Sell at market value. Do not. Do not try to sell over market value. You, you're going you're gonna to have a problem. And above all, above all, stay grinding. I'll see you next quarter.